When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Farm First Dairy Cooperative has wrapped up its winter district meetings. Julie Sweeney, who leads communications for the co-op, says this is the time for members to voice what they're concerned about. As we head into the new year, members are flagging issues surrounding the ongoing pandemic, new policies, and dairy markets. Well, at these district meetings, every member gets a chance to meet our general manager at Farm First, Jeff Lyon. He's been there to speak directly to all of the members. Um, Having those in-person conversations is such a great, valuable experience because members are able to talk more casually and maybe ask questions that they just don't feel the need to call over with. But coming off of a year where COVID has really been on top of minds of everyone, everyone's wondering what the future holds. For that, it's a lot of what the dairy markets are going to be doing. What kind of consumer trends? Are we going to return to the retail sales that we saw pre-pandemic? Or how has our world and industry changed with all of this? Um, There's a lot of questions focused on policy. Uh, Some of it is focused on the legislation that's new as of the last couple of months, including how rural broadband is going to be expanded. And there's a lot of comments about how there's labor challenges, not only on the farm, but across all of the industry and it's affecting all sorts of things like processors and trucking so it's really a very interesting conversation going on but we're still dealing with post-pandemic issues and that's been the conversation across agribusinesses all year right as all these issues but how does farm first solve them when you hear that farmers are facing these problems what does the cooperative do to help out that's a great question stephanie As a cooperative, we take great pride in our grassroots initiatives. Our our foundation is our members. So what's so great about these 18 meetings across the upper Midwest, across our membership region, is to have these conversations, understand what's on the mind of our producers. It's a chance for us to say, hey, this is what the cooperative has been doing on your behalf. Here's some great programs we have available, and here's some great information we have from the federal and regional level. Uh, But it also allows us to get their feedback about what's most important, what some of their great concerns are. And then we can take that back to our cooperative leadership, both staff and our board of directors, as well as our committee. We have a committee called the District and Resolutions Committee. They are a group of individuals, one from each district of the co-op, that helps draft resolutions to go before our delegate body at our annual meeting and then determine the values or priority issues for the year ahead. Uh, In addition to that, the feedback that we get for the board and for the staff also gets resonated on a national level that we get to talk to our um, the key decision makers and policy makers, as well as our partners in Washington, D.C. Yeah, so at the end of the process, their concerns are making it to lawmakers. Absolutely. That's why we find it so valuable to have these conversations, whether it's over the phone or in person, but definitely in person allows for a unique type of conversation to take place. Yeah, so you guys are off- offering those resources. You are making those concerns known. Are you seeing any of these issues being taken up by lawmakers, either at the state or federal level, or anything you guys are keeping your eye on in terms of policies? Absolutely. There's a whole slate of issues that we're keeping our tabs on. Everything's moving at a bit of a different pace than before. Depends upon like who the majority party, what legislation's on the docket. Something that's pretty important to our cooperative and unfortunately is continues to be an issue is dairy labeling. So that's one issue that 
uh, we're always talking about how we need to work with FDA and force their existing definition of milk, cheese, yogurt, all those dairy products. Another issue that's come to light would be uh, federal order reform. Uh, something like this is really a multifaceted issue, and one solution is not going to be a solution for all, but it's really a discussion across uh, the national scene so that everybody's concerns can be heard and that true long-term reform can take place. Additional issues, I would also say, is labor. You know, everybody is being impacted. Um, a lot of times people think about on the farm, having somebody help get the chores done on the farm, but it's also making sure that the trucking industry is well staffed to get our milk to the processor and then to the markets as well as to our exports. And the issues that we're having at our ports is actually dramatically impacting our industry. And it's something that has been on top of mind for Farm First over the last several months, knowing the backlog that we're experiencing. So there's something that we're working with uh, policymakers and leaders on the federal level to make sure that our concerns are heard and that the long-term effects don't negatively impact dairy. But some of that's a bit out of our hands, but we're doing everything we can to make sure national policymakers understand. Yeah. Yeah. So those are four big issues. I want to go back to the first one about dairy labeling. Now, Wisconsin state legislature is in support of enforcing those policies here in Wisconsin, but a lot of other states have to get on that same train in order for this to work nationally. Do you guys work with other dairy organizations in Wisconsin and outside of Wisconsin to make that happen? We do, for sure. Over the last several years, we've been focusing on a federal level because ultimately it comes back to the FDA having this written in their definitions of what consists of dairy. So if, if the federal level would take care of it, then the states won't have to have a blanket or patchwork of different policies. And, and that's where it gets tricky because of the patchwork policy. So it really just needs to come down to being enforced on a federal level. It's actually quite sad that the U.S. hasn't been on top of this and enforcing it, whereas other countries, especially in the EU and I believe New Zealand, it's never been an issue because they have enforced that you can't call silk soy milk, you know, things like that. So um, we are optimistic that the new FDA commissioner would be able to be proactive on this and take it up and enforce the true definition that is all these dairy terms. And then that second big issue, the uh, federal milk marketing order reform. From Farm First research and experience, we believe that the proposal of higher of class three or class four is actually the best way to go. Not only has it been vetted by over 20 years of actual implementation in the industry, but when we vetted it against a few of the recent years, uh, pricing formula or pricing the market situation that we vetted it against the past couple of years actual prices what kind of payment producers would have gotten we believe it performs better okay. and would continue moving forward uh, we believe that this returning to this formula would be more simple more straightforward and result in a better net positive for producers okay where can people see your stance on that is that on your website Yes, we uh, had a proposal out via a press release, but the information is on our website. Okay. There's so much to be reformed on federal milk marketing orders, and depending upon the stakeholder, they're coming from a different perspective. Farm First definitely has embraced understanding that. We've been focused on federal milk marketing order reform for the last couple of years. Uh, it's been a little tricky because it's hard to uh, make a lot of changes at once, but we know of a lot of things that we would like to see changed. So we're eager to see that conversation take place uh, and those discussions begin.
What is Farm First Dairy Cooperative looking forward to in 2022? Well, it's been great to return to our in-person district meetings. Our annual meeting will kick off the second weekend in February where we'll have our producer discovery workshops. Farm First is also uh, active at several trade shows, so I'm sure our members will be happy to see us at some of those trade shows this upcoming spring or winter and spring. We're just really eager to connect with our members and hear how better we can address some of the issues on their mind. So as we're approaching the holidays, you also want uh, your members to know that if they have a student at home, they can apply for some money. Absolutely. Our 2022 scholarship program application is up and available on the website. Our application period will actually run through the end of March, so there's plenty of time, but there's no need to wait on completing that application. That'll be something that we're promoting throughout all the trade shows we'll be at. Um, We're very proud to make several, so much money available through the scholarship program. We really believe in the future of the industry is investing in our youth. So we make youth education a priority. Yeah, don't let that money sit. Apply for the scholarship at farmfirstdairycooperative.com. That was Julie Sweeney, the head of communications at Farm First. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.